Well, hello there and welcome to Trucking After Hours. I am recording this on July 9th, the year of our Lord, 2020, and the country around us is still a little bit that crazy. With that, what's on the agenda today? Uh, some good news from uh, the people at DAT. Good news for me. Good news for those of you who are independents. I have a great resource that's absolutely free. I want to tell you guys about uh, as far as negotiating skills, not only with brokers and finding your own loads and that kind of stuff, but with wives, with children, with coworkers, with whoever. Just some great free stuff that you need to be subscribed to and reading and listening to. I wanted to bring you a little bit up to date in what I'm uh, thinking now that I've had our new truck for a couple of weeks and I've done our first camping trip with it and a couple of road trips, what I'm doing mileage-wise, what I'm thinking power-wise, the couple of things I don't like. And there's always those and maybe a couple of the things I might try in the future. And last but not least, with the current events being the way they are in California thinking we have to rename the John Wayne Airport, I found not one, not two, not three, but nine great John Wayne quotes that I want to share with you guys. With that, uh, you know, I'm really probably going to focus my trucking writing on the trucking podcast, my fun writing on pickup trucks, other stuff, the after hours stuff over at Trucking After Hours. Uh, the podcast for trucking is always going to be here, Trucking After Hours. That's the end of the story. And over at the, our family camping, that'll be our camping stuff. And that is going to be our Sunday night live recorded show that two, three of us will be on every week. Every now and then we might skip one. We're actually trying to get a little bit ahead on our production for camping trips. But you know what I'm doing the most of this summer? I am screwing off. I'm having fun. I'm getting things done in the garage. I'm doing some uh, things on the honeydew list, some things I have wanted to do. I have uh, downloaded a couple of basically brokerage apps and i've been playing not with a lot of money with i think i have 80 bucks in one account and 100 in the other uh, a little bit of swing trading and day trading and then nothing big i took the uh first account started with 50 bucks it peaked at about 123 right now it's down to i think about 84 uh, the other account i've only done one trade in but i'm uh, learning a lot and over the last week or so i've been playing a little more learning what I'm doing and just making some paper trades where you don't put any money in the account. And there is a app that allows you to do that. And that one also allows me some after hours app, um, after hours trading. So I'm kind of playing with that and learning that this morning I did uh, two quick day trades. I lost uh, six cents on one. I only put in, I think I bought five shares of like a $2 stock. So we're not talking anything big. The other one, I bought 10 shares of a like a $1.80 stock and when it hit $1.96, I sold it. So I've just been kind of playing with picking my choices when they either lose 10% or make 20%, I'm out. And just trying, you know, make my gains. And we're not talking big money here, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it and a lot of fun learning it and reading some tragic stories of people doing crazy, stupid stuff with way too much money. What I am learning out of that is how to control your emotions. Because when you lose money, well, I'll just wait and it'll come back up. No, just make your decisions and stand by them like so many other things in life that we refuse to do. With that, I am going to move on. First off, 
Trucker's Edge, I think we have been with them since 2014 or 2015. And much with freight rates in the trucking industry, we have had our ups and our downs, but we have had a lot of fun and I've enjoyed that relationship. And they have been the source of some great guests. And I think as I take this show on mostly on my own for a while, and not on a regular basis, it might be every week, might be every two weeks, might go a month without it. I'm following Todd McCann's rule book on when to do a show. And that is when I have time and have something I want to bring to you guys. So uh, we will leave it at that. I do have a great guest lined up next week. So that will be cool. And I will bring you that uh, next week or the week after. Anyway, so Trucker's Edge, we have three load board options. A basic, one with a few more features with some credit scores and days to pay and that information. And then uh, Trucker's Edge Pro. Those go from $34.95, $49.95 to $99.95. Trucker's Edge Pro is $99.95. That one gives you so much more. And I've had a blast playing with it. I need to do that more. The cool thing with all of those is you can try them out for free, of course, going to Trucking Podcast. Yeah, go to truckingpodcast.com. You'll find it in the sidebar. I just assume you go there at this point. I, I will put the same things up at Trucking After Hours. But uh, you'll find the links there for Trucker's Edge. Sign up for any plan free for 30 days. If you look right below it now, you'll see something new. And that is DAT Power. DAT Power is the mother load of load boards. That one's 150 bucks a month. They used to do, a, I think, a 7-day and then a 14-day. And I never had access to that. And they have been very kind to the trucking podcast. And we worked very well together with them. So, needless to say... Um, you can now try DAT Power 30 days for free. Uh, full disclosure, if you uh, end up keeping any one of those plans, Don and I do get a commission, and that's part of what keeps the Trucking Podcast afloat. But I think that's cool. You can now find DAT Power on truckingpodcast.com. Sign up, get a month for free. If you like it, keep it. If you don't, just cancel it 28 days and do, it, do what you got to do. But I think any one of those plans, if you look at what's available, I still think Trucker's Edge Pro is... The biggest boom for the money, what you get with the DAT power is not more loads, you get more data. And I will get somebody on the show to uh, talk about those changes, probably after the summer's out, and uh, keep you guys up to date. With that, let's move on to, as long as we're talking, calling brokers, calling dispatchers, calling anyone, just your communication skills. And I'm not going to pump on go by the book, Never Split the Difference talked about it before. You guys have heard it. It is a great book. I think you should. I think everybody should read it. At the very least, here's what you should do. And this is going to cost you absolutely nothing. Show notes. Hear that crinkling paper in the background? Pretty cool. I have probably learned as much from this as I have from reading that book, but there is some great stuff with their website and their YouTube channel. Never Split the Difference is a product of Ken Voss's personal life and his negotiating advice, but he also has a company that goes into big companies and teaches negotiating skills and things like that. But they have a website, blackswangroup.com. It's amazing to go on that group, go down to the very bottom of that where you can, you know, share it on Facebook and Twitter and yada, 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 all that other crap. One of the options you can do is sign up to their email list and you will get some great stuff on that email list, little things how to improve your phone calls, how to improve your emails, how to improve short, quick negotiations. What I love about the whole Black Swan thing is it's most of it is quick in and out, boom. 
It's not real complicated. And I wish the people above me where I work would read some of their things on how to write emails. They would do much better jobs and be uh, much better communicators. This is great stuff that you can get for free by signing up to their email list. Also, they have a YouTube channel at Black Swan Group, and I would subscribe to that if I were you. I get nothing out of this. They know me from nobody. I'll put links actually in the show notes that are right here on the phone to uh, their website and their YouTube channel, and you can go from there. But I'll tell you what, you want to have better, more productive, more fruitful conversations with your coworkers, with your dispatcher, with freight brokers, your wife, your kids. There's some great stuff in here. And if you're going off of a basis of character, honesty, and integrity, credibility, all of these negotiating skills help you in every bit of your life. I go back to thinking, you know, when, when you're trying to, oh, I'm trying to think a good example of this. Okay, I'll tell you a good example of this. This is when you go to buy a car and they bring out this form and not all places do this, but I prefer negotiating with places that do this because if you know how to beat them up, you can get the best deal. Where I bought my truck, they still do this. They come out with this piece of paper and we used to call it the four square close. And they write down how much they want you to put down, how much your monthly payment is, way too much for their car and not enough for your trade. And then you go from there with all of them. And they try and always bring you back to payments. There's some tricks to that. We'll save that for another day. This is how you get through processes like that. You use their stuff and you just say, well, boom, here it is. And never be afraid to walk away from things. I go right back to what I'm learning this morning. I bought 10 shares of stock and I'm sitting watching them grow. And when they hit that 20% mark and I knew I need to sell, they're still going up. And I knew they could shift at any minute, but what if they go up higher? And I did that to myself two weeks ago. I bought into a stock at $6.50 a share and I sold out at $9.30. It peaked all the way up to like $28 and now it's $16. And instead of thinking, gee, I made a quick 50% on that money, I'm thinking about how much money I lost had I not bought it and sold it at 23, but it is what it is. Rabbit hole back to this. This is great stuff. So check it out. And again, that is blackswangroup.com and a YouTube channel of the same name. We talked before. I don't know if I talked about it on the show or where I know we have on, uh, on, on the camping show a little bit. Real quick on the camping show and on the website or the Facebook page, Our Family Camping. Gearhead stuff goes to trucking after hours. Camping stuff goes to camping. So if you guys have something cool to share about a car, a truck, or something new coming out, unless it really relates to camping, I ask that you'd put it over at the Trucking Podcast. As long as everything's family-friendly, I'm not going to remove anything. I really want our family camping to be attractive for not just the guys out there, but the ladies who are camping either as group, alone, with their family, whatever. Uh, I want it to be open for everybody, and, and I want it to be a family-friendly, not just gearhead guy stuff group. So with that in mind, any, and I love the stuff you guys share on either one, but uh, yeah, if you got gearhead stuff, I would love to see it over at uh, Trucking After Hours. And that Facebook page you still get to by going to facebook.com slash truckingpodcast, but when you get there, it will say Trucking After Hours, because that's the way... Facebook does stuff. End of that, let's go back to the truck. Now, the old vehicle I had that we have had for about two and a half years, uh, we were pulling the trailer with it, and that was my 07 Chevy Trailblazer. And there were a couple of reasons I looked to replace that. Now, first off, loaded up, going camping, that sort of stuff, pulling the trailer. 
very consistent high sevens to 10, depending on where we were going, what the weather was, towing the trailer. But right around nine would be probably my average. Running about 62 to 65, uh, truck loaded, trailer loaded, 21 gallon fuel tank. So uh, like going to Don's, we took the trailer over to Rice Lake. That was a 240 mile trip. Had to stop and fuel once on the way because there's not quite enough fuel to get there. And same thing coming back. So that was a little bit of an issue, but no big deal. Four-speed automatic transmission in that, but I could pull it into third. And that was right out of the owner's manual. You, you can do either either way because it will sensor itself should it get warm. I put an extra transmission cooler on that. But if I would pulled that into third gear and just left it there... It did just fine, 24 to 2600 RPMs, running again 62. The catch was when you'd hit a hill and it would shift into second. It's either going to rev at 3800 RPMs or you're going to slow down and go over the hill a little slower. So that was one of the reasons I thought it would be nice to upgrade to something with a little more oomph to it that I don't have to go quite so slow on the hills. Not that I care, not that I'm in a rush. But it's also working the hell out of a vehicle with almost 190,000 miles on it when we got rid of it. The other problem I had is I had just replaced some suspension parts two years ago. And I bought fairly decent parts as far as I know. I was getting them through GM or through Napa. And I was starting to wear through some of the bushings I replaced two years ago. Which I don't think says as much about GM directly or the vehicle directly is where we're getting our aftermarket parts from. Go Trump, stop buying that crap in China. But the vehicle, for what it was made to do, towing the trailer with it, I was maxing out exactly what it was made to do. Uh, maybe going a little beyond it. And I just felt like I am going to keep eating some costs here. I could have kept it another five years, could have been fine. I, we've both wanted a pickup. I've always wanted... The next truck I get, I'm getting older. So my turning through car days are, are mostly behind me. If I'm going to do another vehicle, I want a V8. I mentioned before, we did look really closely at a uh, V6 EcoBoost Ford. It was a little too much money. It was a 2012, and I'm just a little bit scared of what all can go wrong with an EcoBoost. So we backed away. The fuel mileage certainly would have been better. And they, I tell you what, the power in that thing was incredible. The dealer was just a little too proud of it. And uh, I don't think it would have been the right car for running five miles in the morning, five miles in the evening, back and forth to work. From what I've read, and I won't get into it, but there's some issues with those, especially in the first couple, three years. They corrected some of it in 2013. So we ended up with this 2010 Ford F-150, right at 100,000 miles. Uh, what is it here? I've, I've Actually, I dug through it and found the window sticker. It is a F-150 4x4 Super Crew Lariat, 145-inch wheelbase style side, a uh, 5.4 V8 engine, which is about 330, 331 cubic inches. So we're not talking a huge engine, but by today's standards, it is. I had the 4.6 in our van a couple of years back. However, that van had really, really numerically uh, low highway gears on it. So towing, it would have done it just fine too, but it would not have had the performance the truck has. Uh, I do have the 355 gears. This thing is rated, I believe, at either 8,000 or 8,800 based on... Uh, it doesn't give an actual tow rating on the original window sticker. 
Uh, but I did some uh, looking backwards. They did whoever ordered this, which is funny. Their first owner was a two-year lease. Some things you normally don't see on a on a leased vehicle is the limited slip rear end, which I really don't care if I had or not on a four-wheel drive. There's reasons heavy off-roaders a lot of times don't want limited slip. When I lived in Oregon, sold Chevrolets, anybody in logging, you could not sell a limited slip. And the premise was if you're on a sideways incline, both rear tires spinning, you're going to slide downhill. They only wanted one to spin at a time. That being said, it's what it has, and I'm fine with it. It does have a six-speed automatic transmission rather than a four-speed. Now, here's the funny thing. We've done um, a couple of trips with it now. We've done some road trips on our own. We've towed the trailer with it finally last week when we went camping. Mileage is just about the same. If I drove it the exact same way on the exact same road in similar weather conditions, I run about nine. And I think that's more a, a statement of the size of everything and the crappy fuel we have. I'm guessing if I could have run that on the fuel that was available 10 years ago, I'd be at 10, maybe 10 and a half. One of the things I'm going to try, just for kicks for fuel mileage, we buy pretty much all our fuel at Costco. So where you guys are getting 87 octane, I'm getting 88. Their super is 93 octane still. And I just want to see with the computer controls, it's got a 26-gallon fuel tank because of the short bed. I want to know what will happen the next time I fill that tank and we pull the trailer. If I put in five gallons of the 93 octane and then top it off with the rest, if it'll improve my mileage just a little bit, even if it was a break, even on cost, improving the mileage, it would give me a longer range. So I want to play with that and experiment it. The only couple of things I might be a little bit unhappy with one would be the shifter, and it doesn't matter if you get the call-in shifter or the center console. This one does have the center console. Six-speed automatic. So you have park, reverse, neutral, drive. The next one down is third, second, and first. Going from sixth to fifth and fifth to fourth, the computer gets to make those decisions. And maybe there would be times when I'd want to lock it into fifth, lock it into fourth. I don't have that ability, and I wish I did. It does have a tow haul setting on it, and you can feel that change the uh, the shift points. I'm happy with the way it performs. I'm happy with the way, unlike the Trailblazer, when I'm running in third gear, when I'm towing with this and I hit an incline, it drops down one gear at a time because it has 60 more horsepower and a bit more torque. So I've, I've been very happy with the performance. I wish I could do a little bit of a downshift to it, and I can't. That's probably the biggest single issue I have that it, it's not going to change. It's just it is what it is. Otherwise, with the truck in town, I'm getting about the same mileage right around that 14, running it back and forth to work. On the highway empty, I am not going to get quite as well. I could run 75 miles an hour and get 18 to 22 out of the Trailblazer. And my guess going that quick in this, it is going to do, I might, if I get 17, I'd be surprised. We took it yesterday, and this was all county roads and little, uh, mostly two-lane state highways, 55, 60 mile an hour speed limits. But we took a road trip yesterday out to the end of Door County and just eyeballed a couple of private campgrounds and getting ideas and places we'd like to go and just out for an afternoon drive. That trip, I zeroed the fuel meter, and I've checked that a couple of times against odometer readings, and it's pretty close to accurate. 
that ended up on that trip, which was some stop and go, but mostly 50 to 65 down the free, uh, down the highway. Uh, again, some rural roads and, and we had a nice time. That was probably a 150 mile trip and it averaged 17.3 on that trip. So that's kind of an indication. And that there's some things I would do to improve the mileage. Like I say, playing with blending some, uh, 93 octane in there is just a play for range because I don't think financially it will ever come out. The other thing is this does have some uh, fairly serious on-off-road tires, and I don't need those. I'm not a, I don't go scrapping. I don't go hunting. This vehicle is not going to do any rock climbing. We will have some fun with it. I can tell you from experience when I upgrade from that to a uh, a light truck highway all-weather tread, I will pick up at least a full mile to the gallon, if not a little more. So I'm looking forward to that. It did come with its own built-in brake controller, and that all uh, functioned just fine. It's got a sway control system connected to the anti-lock brakes. I've been reading on that a little bit. I haven't been able to see it perform, but it's been pretty neat. One of the... Oh, let me find this. I'm looking at the... Um, oh, here it is. I'm looking at the, the list on the window sticker. I, like I said, I've been very happy with it. I bought this thing for about less than a third of what somebody paid for it new, and it had a $44,000 window sticker. So I'm I'm happy. One of the things it does that I don't like is, and I'm trying to think of what it calls this, it does have, you know, the system that wants to communicate with Ford, to pair with my phone and send Ford updates and, and get updates. I don't want to do those because I don't know what they're updating. I go back and think of, People I knew with the 60 series Detroits, and we're going back 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. We're going way back here. Time flies as we get a little older, you know. But these guys took their Detroits in to have the top end done. Detroit, you need to have the, the valve lash adjusted every year. So they'd go in every year, get the valves done, and then they head off. And my mileage dumped half a mile, three quarters, a mile to the gallon. What'd you do wrong with it? Oh, well, we did a system upgrade. Uh, all of your ECM's been reprogrammed by Cummins. Well, I didn't ask for that. Well, you don't have a choice. By law, we have to do it when Cummins comes out with new emissions updates. So the new emissions update they sent you just reprogrammed your truck to make less emissions and get less mileage with no warning to the owner of the truck whatsoever. It's because when you buy your truck, be it my F-150 or your Detroit, you don't own that software. You own the licensing rights to use that software. Uh, that is where people stop going to the dealership for some of those things. Because you go to the dealership, they plug into your ECM, and you get the latest upgrades. I, oh, it's a well, I think it's like a wellness check. Uh, please hit yes for wellness check. It, or or, or uh, for well, just, I don't know what the hell it is. But about every two hours, that radio will ask me, would you like? And no, I wouldn't like. I'd like to shut that damn thing off. So... I just over, you know, hit no every time and off I go, but it's, it is a pain in the butt. If any of you have dealt with that on any of these, is there a way to just shut that alert off? I really don't want it. Don't know that much about it, but I really don't need to be, uh, firing up my phone. I, I don't want to pair my phone to my truck. I don't want them having all of my family data and pictures and everything else that we know they keep and they sell. So, uh, boom, it is what it is. So those are the two things I am just not as happy with but uh if that's all i have to complain about i guess i'm pretty good as far as happy goes i like the fact that you really look at a truck these days and, and 
people look at, they don't know if it's five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old. I like that. There's a certain, it blends in quality to it. But like I say, a, a year from now, I'll be selecting wheels and tires. It's got aluminum wheels on it from the factory, but you live in Wisconsin, those aluminum wheels get all pitted and take their, uh, take their share. I don't know if I want to take them off and try and sandblast them and paint them black or just buy some new wheels. We'll, we'll see in a year. I got a while to go on that. John Wayne. John Wayne was born in 1907, passed away in 1979, made a whole bunch of great Western movies and a few otherwise. Uh, did some some uh, detective and cop shows in the 60s and 70s. The funny thing I remember in my childhood was not just John Wayne's movies, but John Wayne's TV commercials. Back in the day when cigarette and tobacco companies could advertise on TV, John Wayne was the Marlboro man. That's one of the things he was known for. And he died of lung cancer. So irony in that. That being said, John Wayne has an airport named after him in uh, L.A., John Wayne Airport. And in this uh, batshit crazy, we have to rename everything and tear down American history. Not learn from it. Let's just eliminate it and stop teaching it. Rabbit hole number 922, whatever you want to call it. I've had three or four, mainly friends and family members, say, Buck, why don't you just start a show on politics? Um, Number one, these people are mean. I don't want my house burned down. Number two, we do not have free speech within podcasting. Apple has pulled, uh, in this case, not just shows, but episodes. If anyone says anything that goes just somewhat against the... uh, the common way of thinking on uh, the, the political common way of thinking on anything to do with COVID, they'll pull your episode. A lot of political shows have been pulled. A lot of this, a, there's just not a free platform to do it. It's just, I have some passionate views because I study and nobody will study these things. Nobody will go through and look at the buzzwords that are going around. There's three big buzzwords that the politicians are using, that the activists are using. Where do those words come from? What do they mean? You'll find one of those is actually trademarked. It ain't trademarked in this country, but somebody owns that term, and it has meaning beyond what it sounds like. It would be like me starting a movement to end trucking and put every piece of freight on trains and call it Truckers Lives Matter. There you go. I'm going to leave it at that. Has nothing to do with truck driving whatsoever, does it? Go figure. Do your homework, dig it out, come to your own conclusion, but don't just go blindly and make your comments. You have no clue what you're talking about. Anyway, John Wayne, they want to rename the airport. Fine, rename the airport. I'm not flying there anyway because it's in California, and that is on my uh, no fly, no drive. I don't see me ever entering the state of California again, uh, with very few exceptions of why I would, without a darn good reason. John Wayne had some great quotes. And I found a list of 50 of them, and I picked my top nine. And maybe there's nine more to be had in another episode. I'll have to decide that later. And these aren't quotes from movies. These are quotes from John Wayne. The, the, one of the things, a little piece of trivia about John Wayne, he never intended to be known as John, first name, Wayne, last name. He was John Wayne, like Billy Bob or Brenda Lee or uh, you know whatever the case may be. 
It was to be one name, John Wayne. He didn't like being called John. Call him Miriam, because that was his real name. His real name was Marion Robert Morrison. Call him Marion. Call him John Wayne. He really didn't know how to answer being called John. Kind of funny, because I'm, I'm sure he picked that name for his stage name. So here we go. Quote number one. And I have this on the very coffee cup that... Oh, and yes, that is a nice French roast. We bought on sale at Costco, Starbucks. Good stuff. Inside my John Wayne coffee cup is a quote. Courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. There's number one. A lot of truth to that one. Life is exciting when you go beyond your comfort zone. And the first few of these I thought were good. Number two on this list of 50. This is big. This applies to everybody listening to the show and pretty much everybody who is able to and doesn't. Tomorrow is the most important thing in life. Comes to us at midnight, very clean. It's perfect when it arrives, and it puts itself in our hands. It hopes we've learned something from yesterday. Number three out of the 50, again, I'm going to bounce around on these. A man deserves a second chance, but keep an eye on him. <laughs> I love that. There's a good point to that. Everybody does deserve a second chance. But yes, keep an eye on him. I love number eight. This is uh, something about uh, your own self-worth. I am the stuff that men are made of. Number 11 on the list. I am responsible only for what I say, not what you understand. John Wayne. That is just fantastic. Number 12 on the list. What is the secret of success? Right decisions. How do you make right decisions? Experience. How do you get experience? Wrong decisions. You know, you follow your gut and you go. I remember calling a good friend of mine uh, when I was hauling RVs and it had to do with it. And I didn't know a whole lot. I didn't know anything about oversize back then. Um, I took a year off, bought, bought the uh, 01 Dodge with the Cummins heavy three quarter and off I went and I hauled a park model. That's my phone. I hauled a park model to New Jersey and I got a phone call from um, my dispatcher saying, well, I have a backhaul for you. It's a boat, a marine boat, somebody's boat that needs to come back to somewhere in Ohio and it paid decent. It's nine feet wide. It's six inches over eight. But since it's a boat, you don't need oversize. And it's like, yes, I do need oversize. It doesn't matter what it is. When it's hooked up to a commercial vehicle, it is not an RV. It is not a boat. It is freight. They don't care what the freight is for those dimensions. So I kind of argued that and she kind of argued back. Nope, you don't need a permit. If you want to buy one, get one, but we're not paying for it. And it's like, well, I'm probably not hauling it. And I called a good friend of mine who had been trucking. I called a guy named Larry and, and, and uh, Larry was uh, a good 25 years older than me, been trucking his whole life, been a very successful owner operator. And when I asked him about it, he wouldn't even answer the question. He just stopped me there and he says, Buck, what are you doing asking me? What does your gut tell you here? And I told him, well, I, I think it's oversized. I just, well, if your gut's telling you not to do it, don't call anybody. Just don't do it. Follow your gut. You have good instinct. And uh, I always thought that was a good answer. And no, I did not haul that boat. Number 14 on the list. I love this. And this is so true today. I'm going to turn that off. Sorry, guys. 14 on the list. Tell me this doesn't work for 2020. I'd like to know why the well-educated idiots keep apologizing for lazing 
and complaining people who think the world owes them a living. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Okay, next on the list, 15. 15, life is tough, but it's tougher when you're stupid. <laughs> How do you not love that? Last but not least on this uh, list of 50, I'll bring you number 22. Talk low, talk slow, and don't say too much. We could all learn from that one. With that, hey guys, uh, feedback at Trucking Podcast still goes boom right to my phone. Best way to get a hold of me right there. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash trucking podcast. The podcast is podcasting after hours. And I am enjoying the new way of doing things. It is simple. It is easy. And uh, it is saving us a little bit of moolah. All is right with the world. Again, I hope to bring you guys a good interview next week. I'm working on that. I want to get a full uh, uh, hold of my friends at DAT and uh, line a couple of interviews up there on uh, just some fun topics. If you had a chance to ask somebody from DAT a question, what would it be? Feedback at truckingpodcast.com, uh, comments on the F-150 or anything else. I'd love to hear from you guys. And topics you'd like me to cover, I'd love you to hear from those on those too. I will throw one other last one at you. I do these on weekday mornings because that's when I have time uh, on these days off. Now I'm going back into rotation where this week I'll work Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The next week, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So as I go through August, I lose some of my uh, weekday times. But that is when I do them. And if you'd love to guest host the show with me and be a co-host, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, don't mind doing it via phone as long as there's no Bluetooth. I don't want you driving while you're doing it. I don't want that risk. Um, I just don't need that. But if you uh, have a burning desire to do so, hey, give me a shout with that. We will talk to you all next time, and we will see you in the Facebook group. Happy trucking, guys. God bless. Stay safe. Shiny side up, and we will see you soon. is grounded in a firm routine of coffee, sleep, and work. I am not 